Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. How would you introduce Christianity to your LDS friend? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we've been talking about resources that we as a ministry have available to people like you who are interested in sharing their Christian faith with their LDS friends. And today we want to talk about a book that Eric has written that is not available yet, but you can pre-order it on Amazon.com. It's a book titled Introducing Christianity to Mormons. I think it's a fascinating story, Eric, as to how this idea came about. Why don't you share with our listeners how you came up with the idea for introducing Christianity to Mormons. It was August 2020, and I was in my office. My daughter came in. It was a weekend, and she said, I have a friend at work who would like to understand what we believe as Christians. Is there a book that I could possibly give her that would help her? She had just left Mormonism, was interested in understanding better what my daughter Hannah believed, and so I went to my bookshelf. I have a pretty good library. I have probably seven or eight different books that are general overviews of what Christianity is in a simple format, including Lee Strobel. I love Lee Strobel. He has great material, The Case for Christ, Case for Faith, and some others. And I looked at each one, and I said, well, you know, I I could see that they might get a little confused because, unfortunately, the same words are used between Christians and Mormons. And so they would be talking about Scripture, for instance. Well, Uh, Latter-day Saint might not quite understand that Scripture for him is different than Scripture for a Christian, which is the Bible. They have the four standard works, the Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. And I looked at each book, and I said, oh, you know, these would be good, but really, I wish there were a book that could be given to you that would include all of the ideas of what a Mormon would be thinking, and so they could be described, and we we could define these different terms. And, and that would be helpful. But there's not a book like that, because I went to some of the books that have been written on Mormonism from a Christian perspective, and maybe the closest is our book Mormonism 101 that we talked about earlier. But even that, I, I didn't feel was what this woman was asking for. She was looking more for what is Christianity and understanding where Mormonism is coming in and, and defining those things, but more wanting an overview like a mini-systematic theology. You're right. In our book, Mormonism 101, we do give the Christian position, but we don't go into a lot of detail. It's very brief, and we admit that. It's very concise. But you kind of expand it in this book, Introducing Christianity to Mormons. You want to make it very clear that these words that we're going to be sharing definitely are defined differently between members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and ourselves. That's so important when having a conversation with a Latter-day Saint. You have to make sure that they understand clearly when you use a word that they share that there are different definitions, and those definitions need to be explained, and you do that in this book. 
I really worked hard to be able to write so a Christian could use the information and talk to a Latter-day Saint providing the Christian story. Because so often we're criticized, why don't you focus on what you believe rather than what we believe? Well, in this book, I do cite several LDS sources. There's no doubt I have to do that to bring everybody up to speed. But at the same time, I focus more on the Christian story I mean, chapters one and two, I deal with the Bible. We have to have an understanding of what the Bible is. So the Bible, God's special revelation, is chapter one. And I go in and I try to show why we as Christians hold to this. And not just as far as the Bible is translated correctly, but I use the word transmitted correctly. And I explain what translations are in the transmission process there. And then chapter two, the New Testament, trustworthy and reliable. I give all kinds of reasons why we can trust the New Testament as far as being accurate. Yes, we don't have the autographs, the original copies, but I point out in that chapter, neither do the Latter-day Saints have the originals of the Book of Mormon. The gold plates have been taken away. You have to have faith in your transmission process as well. So using those first two chapters to set a pace because I cite hundreds and hundreds of Bible verses throughout this book, because this is what we have as Christians. I think it's important, too, when you're sharing with a Latter-day Saint that they do come to the table believing certain things. I don't know how many times I've had to explain this to a lot of Latter-day Saints that do use that expression as a criticism. Why don't you focus on what you believe? Well, that would be easier to do If I wasn't talking to someone that comes to the table with preconceived ideas. See, when you're sharing your faith with someone who's from another religious faith, they have certain ideas. Many times those ideas need to be addressed, and to be quite honest, to show what I believe to be the superiority of the Christian position. You have to address some of these things. How can you talk, for instance, to a Latter-day Saint about who God is without addressing what they've been led to believe about God? You can't do that. At least you can't do it properly without making a comparison and then going through that comparison to see who has the better case, who has the better argument for their position. Yeah, it makes it a little awkward at times because you are basically saying, you know, you're wrong on this and I think I'm right. But, you know, the Latter-day Saints do that with us. I don't have a problem with that. If they want to think I'm wrong, that's great. Let's talk about it. I'm not that sensitive. Maybe some other people might be. I just don't happen to be like that. But in this book, you're helping the Christian to get over some of those hurdles. Yes, and I want to make it very clear. Here's standard Christianity, essential Christianity at its best. I deal with the essential topics, the doctrines that make us who we are. I'm not trying to get into the peripheral issues where Christians can have in-house debates. Every chapter has a story, a true life witnessing story that actually happened in my life. Sometimes I had to take several different accounts and pull them into one story, and I changed the names of the people. These are not just straw man arguments, because I could certainly try to make Mormonism look foolish, and I don't do that at all by taking real stories. These are what real Latter-day Saints have told me, and this is what I've responded. So you're going to learn a little bit about witnessing in this book. I'm going to give you another chapter, chapter three, the existence of God, reasonable reasons for belief. Why in the world did I put a chapter in here about God's existence if we're talking to Latter-day Saints who believe in God? Well, here's the problem, Bill. 
45% of everyone who leaves the Mormon church ends up heading over to atheism, agnosticism, or nothing at all. And that's straight from Jana Reese, a Mormon blogger who did research in her book, The Next Mormons. 45% have nothing to do with God whatsoever. In fact, she said only 10% become evangelical Christians. But so many former Latter-day Saints, you and I have both talked to, Bill, have said, I basically don't believe in God anymore. So many are following this idea of secular humanism. We're going to have to establish right off the top with a former Mormon just that God even exists. So I, I throw uh, reasons in, into the mix here of why I believe that God exists. I can't prove it, but like the book titled I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek and Norman Geisler, because that's true. A Latter-day Saint has a faith in a God that I don't believe is a true God, but if they leave that and have nothing, I think they have to have even more faith than the faith that I would have. I would agree with you. That's a great book, by the way, the one by Geisler and Turek, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. What are some of the other strong points that you bring out in this book? Well, I'm going to deal with everything such as uh, Jesus. Uh, I talk about the resurrection. I think that's the cornerstone for uh, biblical Christianity. I deal with the Trinity, justification, sanctification. I break all these essential doctrines down and try to show how you can use that to explain to a Latter-day Saint. And by the way, if you're a Latter-day Saint— and you would like to know what Christianity teaches, I'm going to encourage you to read the book, because I knew that there would be a lot of Latter-day Saints reading it, so I have written it, so I'm not trying to be offensive in any way. I'm just trying to explain what it is we believe, and our differences are very important to consider. You mentioned one topic, the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of Christ. I've had numerous conversations with former Mormons who are now atheists, and I've often asked them about that. You know, when you were a member of the church and you were telling everybody that you were Christians just like us, I assume you probably believed in the resurrection of Christ, because that is a tenet of the LDS faith. And they would often say, yes. Well, what did you come across after you found out Joseph Smith lied to prove to you that Jesus didn't rise from the dead? What evidence did you come up with? Of course, they, they don't have any, which makes me think that they never really owned that part of the Christian faith, because the resurrection of Christ is a part of the Christian faith long before the Mormons ever came on the scene. Giving them some evidence for the bodily resurrection of Christ, I think, really good, probably something that they've never even considered why they should believe it. You don't have to be a Christian who understands a lot about Mormonism to be able to get a lot out of this book. I think this would be good for anybody who is an evangelical Christian who knows a Latter-day Saint. Every time I use a unique term of Mormonism, I italicize it because in the back I have a glossary, and it goes to that glossary to say, here's what is being meant when they say the word grace or the word atonement or whatever the term might be. I think that's going to be helpful because you're going to see a few things about Mormonism in there, but I'm going to assume you know a little background, but you can use that as kind of your introduction. Bill, I'm going to say your fingerprints are all over this book as well. In fact, I write in the introduction, this is what I say, uh, Bill McKeever, the founder of Mormonism Research Ministry, allowed me to push non-essential ministry assignments aside during the fall of 2020 and the winter-spring of 2021 to work on the manuscript. The camaraderie Bill and I share and what I have learned from him over the past three decades is evident in what has been written in this book. So your mentorship of me 
is found in this book. Yeah, the stories are mine. The writing is mine, obviously. You actually did go over the book and help me, uh, you know, with a few pointers. Probably most important was Sharon Limbloom, who has been a huge help in giving me feedback, honest feedback, telling me, you got to change this. And that's good that I had people like that in there. But I just wanted people to know people from MRM have been very instrumental in my development as a minister in this parachurch organization that we call Mormonism Research Ministry. I do have a website that we have up now, even though this book is not out yet. It's called Introducing Christianity. Dot com One word, introducingchristianity.com, and it has a lot of helps in there as well. But if you want to order that book, you don't have to just go to amazon.com. There's also christianbooks.com, and Barnes & Noble also has the book if you would like to pre-order it. It will be out September 13th, and for anybody who donates $100 or more between April and August, you're going to get an autographed copy sent to you. So if you wanted to make a donation to MRM, go to our donation button for, you don't have to say anything, just that you donated $100 or more, you're going to get a copy of the book. I would highly recommend for anybody who would like to better explain what Christianity is to their Mormon friend or neighbor or even a relative that they would want to get this book and read it, go to the website, introducingchristianity.com. I think there will be some help there. I think it's a good help because it does give you, as a Christian, an outline, a game plan, what to bring up, what you can say, how you can say it, make sure your facts are straight, make sure your facts are, in fact, facts, and how you can deliver that message to your Latter-day Saint acquaintance. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.